podcast. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Independent wrestling superstar, Christy James. Christy, welcome back. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right. It's been a while. I think it's been, what, like a year or two since we talked? Has it been a year yeah, or two? Yeah. A year, a year and a half. I think I talked to you right before I went to Stardom. Yes, yes. Right? Yes, I believe so. And then we were talking about um, Brazilian foods and mosquitoes and everything like that. Everything under the sun we were talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, good memory. You still remember. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sure Rosa is finding out firsthand the bird mosquitoes because she lives even southern from where I live. I live in Austin. She lives like south, like uh, not quite San Antonio, but they, she lives in like the southerner you get, the more like humid it is and the more like Jurassic-looking the bugs are, so, you know. Oh, my God. And so far, everywhere you've been to, um, Texas is, like, right up there, Bug Central, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually, it's like, and so, I don't know if you, like, have been keeping up with me on Instagram. I know I haven't been very good lately because I've been injured. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people know that. Yeah. Um, so, I've kind of been off of Instagram for a while just because like I don't do very well with medication and drugs and narcotics they put me on some heavy duty narcotics because yeah. I had to have two surgeries like almost back to back and anyways it's kind of like drunk texting so it was like drunk instagramming for a while like some stuff I posted I was like oh my god there is no photoshop on this I can't believe that's on there you know so I kind of stepped away from posting like actual pictures that stay on my timeline and people could review them and go back and look at them <laughs> because they were just all over the place like um, I'm a foreigner so I'm a bad speller anyways but the spelling was just horrendous the grammatical errors were out of this world but anyways um yeah so yeah so like uh a couple days ago i went to juice land i love juice land by the way juice land is amazing you go there and get fresh juice fruits and vegetables um it's all like very organic you know it's like the tree huggers place to go yeah not tree hugger but that's what it is pretty much yeah Uh, so i went there and they you know give me this cup and this drink and i'm drinking the fountain and i have my peachy green and i'm like so excited to be drinking it and i leave it in my car because i have to run into the grocery store to buy something and i was only getting one thing so i run into the grocery store buy it come back man this girl has like this banging body like her abs are out of this world and she is like 50 years old wow Sorry. So in Texas, um, in Austin, uh, I'm actually leading physical therapy right now. Yeah. But people run by the, the lake. It's not really a lake. Don't tell them that. They call it Town Lake, the Lake Bird Lake. It's the same thing. Okay, just so you know, it's the exact same thing. And it's not even a lake. It's the Colorado River. Newsflash. It really is the Colorado River. It's a river 
true. You can swim from one side to the other without breaking a sweat. Um, it's a river, not a lake, FYI, Austin. Anyways, so people run around this area and they like, you know, they, they're like, their faces may not. Okay, I, yeah, did you hear that peel out? Yes. Uh, like, <laughs> so many things going on right now. So I had to take a job and they gave me a loaner car. Thank you, Covert Buick, for giving me a loaner car. But it's so touchy, the gas on here. If I even touch it a little bit, it peels out all the time. And it's an SUV. What? What? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, exactly. What? But, uh, so anyways, I'm all over the place. Uh, back on the note. So yeah, people run around here. And this, like, older lady, she had to be in her 50s, probably older than that. But her body it was, like, in pristine shape. She looked like she could be, like... 20-some. Anyways, she looked really good. So, back to my drink and how hot it is in Texas. So, I go to Juice Plan, grab this great drink, go inside to the grocery store to grab one thing, leave the juice in my cup holder, run in. I even parked underneath the shady uh, tree because my seats in my car are black leather and you know how hot that gets. (laughs) So, I park underneath the shady I go inside, grab this one thing, come back outside, go to take a drink, and my cup has melted. What? That is how hot this is right now. Austin, Texas is that hot. It is 103 degrees. That is without humidity. Wow. And everyone knows that Texas is humid. There is never 0% humidity here. And I think the humidity index today is like 60 or 70% on top of 103 degrees so this brings us all the way up to like 113 114 degrees yeah it's hot it's hot and jesus mary and joseph that's super hot (laughs) that's super hot it's super hot so yeah it's on my instagram page you guys can go on there and look at this cut it is literally just from a few minutes not hours of being in my car it is a few minutes Please do not leave your, your animals, um, your cats, your dogs, you know, animals, children, um, animals again. <laughs> like I said, like <laughs> uh, yeah. for real, like it's a cruel punishment. Don't leave your wife or husband in the car or boyfriend, even if he acted out, please. That's just like a cruel punishment. Um, yeah. Wow. I so, know. <laughs> no, that's 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 really cool. That's really cool. Um, for people don't for people who don't know, um, how did you get injured, and um, what's your recovery time? So my injury is really interesting because um, I am not a jump to surgery type of person or jump to medication. I normally try to do physical therapy, you know, rehab, like, uh, other methods besides prescription drugs and surgery. To me, you can always, most things can be cured, may take a little bit longer, but, you know, it can always be cured. So, um, I got injured in a ring, in a wrestling ring, um, the board's You know, it was just, we all wrestle in some pretty sketchy, shady rings (laughs) sometimes. And at these very well-known promotions, their rings aren't always the greatest. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like, 
they're very well known. People are like, wow, there's no way, you know, they're on Twitch. They're, they look like a great company. They're accredited. They've been around for years. And it's like, yeah, but when was the last time they, they got a new ring or they updated their boards or their mats or, you know, like their ropes, especially. Uh, so anyways, I, all in all, we got in the ring, we checked it out. It wasn't very safe. We told, you know, the promoter, you got to fix your ring. I can't wrestle in it. Uh, and uh, he, you know, came back to us, said we fixed it, you know, rolled around on it a couple more times. Oh, okay, seemed to be fixed, right? Okay. Yeah. Where in fact, it, it, it wasn't really fixed. It was just shifted. Um, and after the big boys get done bumping in a ring like that, everything shifts back. And then you get in, and then, you know, because everything shifts back, it becomes unsafe. Uh, so, yeah, so wrestled in a ring, got hurt while wrestling. Um, and thank God I had, I don't have a lot of, like, best friends in wrestling. Yeah. I have a lot of really good acquaintances. Okay. Uh, I have maybe three or four people that I consider my best friends that I can tell anything to. And I know they won't repeat it to anyone because, you know, they're my friend. That's yeah. why I told them any information because they're my friend. I didn't choose to tell the rest of the world because even though I may know a lot of people in the world, they're not my friend, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so anyway, they were there. Like, immediately, they had to call the match, throw up the X. Like, it was done out. Like, I was not, I've never, never felt any pain like that. I have dislocated my elbow. I've dislocated, popped my knee in and out um, in a mat, like, multiple matches. And I've just stuck it out, you know, been on the road. But I've never felt any pain like this. And I was like, I knew something was wrong immediately. So I went to, they took me to the ER immediately to the emergency room. They had to carry me from the ring to the ER. And I've never cried, huh. like, in a match. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. No matter all of my injuries, trust me, it hurts to pop your elbow out. Like, when somebody pops your elbow out of, out of the socket, yeah. you want to cry, but you have to hold it all in while you're wrestling, you know, and just get done with the match. And then you can go back, pop it back in, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but there was, there was no way I could stop it. It hurt so bad. I cried all the way to the ER. They pretty, they couldn't straighten my leg at all to take an x-ray of it they had to cut my gear off of me because oh, uh, they couldn't get it off there was no getting it off they cut my knee pads my stockings everything i was a mess like a mess on top of them giving me a whole bunch of narcotics <laughs> i was a mess uh, and in so much pain like you could tell i was in pain yeah. so i leave there with crutches they tell they take an x-ray and they tell me nothing's broken Mm -hmm. verbatim give me the report the x-ray images say nothing's broken you're fine i'm like okay whatever they're doctors i'm not right mm -hmm. they, obviously they know what they're doing yeah so then i'm like oh man i wonder if i really just pop something out and something in the back of my head kept saying no 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 go to the hospital like go see someone right mm -hmm. so i call my friend 
and I ask him for some advice and he says, well, you know, I'm actually doing stem cell and stem cell has been proven. I'm like, yeah, I know some, depending if you still have ligaments attached, stem cell can regrow ACLs, meniscus, uh, PCLs, like it can, it can grow back a lot of things to make it look like it never happened, right? It would be like a normal injury and bring you back to sports a heck of a lot sooner than surgery, right? Mm -hmm. The most ACLs are repaired within three months. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you do surgery on ACL, it takes six months, and then you have to get back into in-ring training, and then you're almost out nine months after you get back into in-ring training and have to build up your stamina and go and condition your body back to wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So then when it's all done and said, most people end up staying out of wrestling because then they have to promote themselves again and they have to, you know, they have to just find time and then they have to work because they have to pay for their injury because unfortunately, as everyone likes to say, wrestling's fake and the injuries in wrestling are fake the bills that come along with those fake injuries are very real. Um, and no one's going to pay for them except for you. And which I found out is a lot of promotions don't have insurance on their rings. So which, yeah, which is, I talked to again, one of my friends, uh, that, been in this business for a very long time, very well known, and he said that he's like, you wouldn't believe how many wrestlers sue promotions because of unsafe rain, right? When Mm -hmm. you get to a ring, you think you're wrestling in a safe, you know, you go, that's why you roll around in the ring before you ever wrestle in it, to make sure that the ring is sound. Obviously, if you do something crazy like a backflip and snap your neck, then that's on you, right? That's not on the promoter. I told you to do that backflip unless your promoter sent you a message saying, I want you to do this, 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 and this, right? Yeah. Um, Then, obviously, as a wrestler, you look at them and you're like, honey, I do things as the situation presents itself. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me what I'm going to do do in my match you know like what if the situation doesn't call for that what if this guy's a technical wrestler and we never leave the ground like i'm sorry i can't promise you you know that stuff uh so most promoters don't do that just so you know actually every promoter i've ever wrestled for doesn't do that but i've heard some crazy stories just so you know (laughs) uh so anyways i reach out to my friend and he's like you know their rings have to be safe so yeah, the building that they wrestle in carries insurance for that. And they should be carrying insurance on the ring, you know? So that should all cover it. And so I was like, oh, because I didn't know. I just thought you got hurt and it's on you. You're SOL, right? Which mm-hmm. a lot of promotions will lead you to believe that because if they make a claim, what happens? Your insurance rate goes up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's so anyways that's what so he told me that and he's like well you know what try stem cell because maybe you just knock something out you need a little strengthening do prp which is just platelets uh from 
injected into like certain joints and stuff. And I'm like, okay. Perfect. There are two accidents on my drive. Um, oh, by the way, I'm on a headset this time, people, so don't hate on me. <laughs> so, anyway, so then I'm like, okay, so I sent my images to a few doctors, and the radiologist comes back and says, okay, well, it's a partial ACL tear. And uh, that's it right? It's uh -huh. partial. And I'm like, oh, okay, not even a full ACL tear. Like, this is partial. Not even, like, there are some fragments. It's just partial. You have some edema of your bone. That means severe bruising, bleeding in your bone, right? Which is, like, normal mm -hmm. with the way I fell and stuff. And um, so I'm like, okay, so nothing, nothing bad, right? Says my patella's intact. All this stuff is all intact. I'm like, cool. So then I call, so then I send this to two different surgeons, which I'm pretty sure they didn't look at it. They went off of what the radiologist said. And I go to this doctor that does stem cell. He's very world-renowned for it. Uh, he does it everywhere in the world, right? Yeah. But again, when you meet with doctors, most of the time it's not the doctors that meet with you. It's their PAs. Mm. And then they decide if they want to bring you on or not, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's never the actual doctor. So I meet with this doctor uh, that does stem cell in Austin, Texas. He's actually, he's amazing at it. Um, I've had a friend uh, do his shoulder. He had like a minor tear in his shoulder and his ligament grew back together and it worked for him. And then my other friend did stem cell and his ligament also grew in his knee. So it, you know, it all worked out really well for them. So I was like, okay, this seems promising. Let's do it. I'm all about this type of medicine. Downfall is insurance doesn't pay for stuff. So. so it's all out of pocket. But it is like, you know, you never tore it, whatever, whatever. So I go in and have this done. And then I had three rounds of it done. And then I went in and talked to... And then I go in and I talk to the doctor, the actual doctor that's doing it on me. And he's like, you need to get an MRI. And I was like, well, why? You guys already looked at my first MRI and you guys agreed that there is an actual tunnel and ligaments attached. And he's like, well, it was my PA that looked at it. I looked at it. Now, he's like, and because they use like, an ultrasound to do it he's like i can't get a clear picture of your acl and i'm like what the hell are you talking about like don't you dare i have been out for three months already and now you're going to tell me you can't see my acl like oh shit we've got bigger problems right yeah. so then i go in i get another mri and the same day I get a phone call from his PA saying, so we can't see you anymore. You have a broken bone. Somehow you have broken your tibial plateau. And I'm like, how is that possible? You guys told me to, uh, to do physical therapy, right? 
I haven't been putting any weight on it. I've been on crutches for a month, like over a month, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so how could I have broken a bone just recently, right? Mm-hmm. So then I take this MR, I take this MRI, and I take another MRI, and I call my friend. And I tell him, I need you to get the doctor to see this at Dr. Douglas's office and at, you know, or, uh, so Dr. Douglas is the WWE doctor. Yeah. I'm like, I need the doctor to see it, not the PA, you know? Yeah. And he's like, okay. So he sends it in to him and I get a call from Dr. Douglas and Dr. Douglas gives me the shocking revelation. <laughs> of how my ACL is wrapped underneath my oh, kneecap. What the fuck? And oh. that I've had from the very first one, my tibial plateau has been fractured. So I've had a broken bone the whole time. And though the stem cell did heal my meniscus completely. He's like, your meniscus is completely healed on the second MRI. Yeah. He's like, it's completely healed. The first one, it was torn completely, but now it's completely healed. He's like, um, you still shouldn't have qualified for stem cell because you had a broken bone in the first one. Oh. And I'm like, hmm. good to know. <laughs> So he's like, that's probably why you're in so much pain. He's like, people can move and walk with a broken ACL, but not with a broken bone. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know that. No shit. <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, well, when can you get me in for surgery? Three days? Great. Um, and he's in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm in Austin, Texas. And he's like, well, there's the doctor in Houston. He's the Houston Texans. Uh, doctor, uh, you call him and see if he has an opening. So I call him and they're like, yeah, he can't get you in for a month. And I'm like, well, no, he's, they're like, how did you hear about us? And I'm like, well, first the lady asked me, how'd you get our number? And I'm like, well, I'm sure you guys are listed anywhere, but I mean, I got it from Dr. Douglas and, uh, from my other friend and I'm sure you know, I'm like, but I'm sure you guys are listed everywhere. And she's like, oh, he doesn't have anything till next month. And I'm like, look, I'm a professional wrestler. Oh, we can see you in three days. Oh. What? Yeah, we can do your surgery this week. I'm like, wow. really all I have to say is I'm a professional wrestler? <laughs> that was it? Yeah, wow. we can see you on Friday. Wow. Like, <laughs> that was the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was three days before, actually. So when I call my... um. I call my mom and I'm like, hey, I'm getting surgery on Friday. And she's like, why didn't you get surgery on your first MRI? So I have to go through the whole story with her. And she's like, oh, well, at least, you know, you're just doing, you know, two things and it's not going to be a big deal and do three, like, and do like three or four other things, like perfect, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go in and talk to him and he's like, all right, so obviously, you know, MRIs aren't 100% accurate. It's really hard to read them because um, sometimes, even though you're in there for 30 minutes trying to get a good photo, it's just magnets bouncing off of, like, well, right, hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, and 
sometimes it doesn't come out right or whatever. I'm like, look, this is all I need to know. If you open up, right, uh, my knee or my leg, wherever you open it up, I need you to promise me if it's worse, you're not going to wake me up and be like, well, now we need to make a decision. No, I need you to look at it and say, all right, executive decision time. I'm doing this and this and this and this, and this is what we're fixing, okay? I can't have you stop me for me to give you, like, I will give you permission right now to fix and do whatever you have to do necessary. So I've never had surgery in my life. I have never had surgery. I am freaking out, like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in there ready for surgery. My mom's with me. The lady comes in to give me an IV. I'm super terrified of needles on top of it. And here she comes walking in, gives me, goes to give me the IV, and she blows my vein. Oh. I am like, you gotta be freaking Like, I am freaking out at this point, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. So yeah. then the anesthesiologist walks in, and she gives me these three little cups that look like creamer, and I drink them down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, they don't. She's like, they'll be a little bitter. I'm like, no, oh, no, they don't taste bad, whatever. She's like, well, I'm shocked you're not knocked out already by the second one. And I'm like, no. And it's been like 45 minutes, and she's waiting for this to like knock me out so she can IV me and do everything else they need to. And she's like, you're still not knocked out. I'm like, you know what? I'm not knocked out, but I feel really relaxed. So you can go ahead and give me the IV. So then she gives me the IV, goes in, like super quick, right? She was even like, I don't know how this lady blew your vein because, like, your veins are there. Uh, she's like, I don't even have to put a rubber band around them. They're, like, plump and ready to go. I'm like, thanks. Uh, so, yeah, I get, I had so much, like, I was so scared, so much anxiety running it couldn't get me out so finally she gets the IV in puts an extra dose in there I'm out I'm like cold turkey <laughs> so my surgery started at 1130 mm -hmm. and he opened it up and I woke up at 8 o'clock at because uh, that's how much they had to give me to knock me out apparently wow. <laughs> I was so anxious I, I was I was terrified I'm like what if I don't wake up like you know they couldn't get me to go down like horse tranquilizer <laughs> <laughs> so finally I go down whatever I wake up at 8 o'clock at night I'm like got this I feel great she's like yeah it's because we had to give you like a local so you're not going to fill your leg until like it wears off on sunday fully right it'll mm -hmm. fully wear off on sunday but please take your medication every like four hours right mm -hmm. two to four hours and i'm like oh okay cool so I'm thinking I'm Wonder Woman over here and not taking my meds for the first two days. Like, I don't need this. I got this, right? Yeah. I'm still very loose from everything they gave me because they had to give me so much of it. So I do PT the next day. I'm walking around. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm a champ, whatever. Even my mom is shocked that I'm not in pain. And I could, you know, walk. I'm on crutches because I can't put any weight on this lake like i've just been cleared to start putting weight on this phone mm -hmm. um but they're very much like uh they're like so you gotta stay on 
crutches, whatever, whatever, and do PT and all of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, and I have this big old bulky brace. And the third day comes, and I wake up, and I am screaming and crying. And it is the most excruciating pain I have ever felt. And my mom walks in, and my mom's a doctor. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those people who don't know that, my mom is, she's a very smart woman. She's an amazing woman, actually. Uh, She had to raise four kids, brought four kids over to a brand new country. Uh, She raised four kids and put herself through medical school. So it's like, that's a feat on its own. And she didn't even speak English when she came here. So yeah, I grew up cleaning houses. Uh, to help pay for my mom's medical school and to pay for uh, just to live. So, uh, anyways, that's another story. So, my mom, being the nice little Italian, Brazilian woman, she is smacking me in the head, telling me, stop crying, stop screaming, control yourself. Like, smacking me. She's like smacking me. I just had surgery on. She's like, doesn't care, right? She's like, compose yourself. Like, I told you to take your meds and you didn't listen, mom. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But then after that experience, um, I never, I routinely took my meds, even though it made me feel like every time I would take my meds, it would make me feel very disconnected, very groggy very loopy. So they had me on Norco first and I, I hated it. I felt very disconnected. Like my head was just not, um, it just felt like it was disconnected. It was really bad. Uh, like I said, I don't do well with medication. So yeah, I would post all these great things on Instagram and it, and then when I would be like coming out the meds right because mm-hmm. i slowly went from like four hours to six hours to eight hours to like 10 hours i would like i would just come out of it a little bit and be like oh my gosh like immediately right because mm-hmm. uh, i'm like why would i post that but anyways over time then they switched me tramadol tramadol as soon as i take it put me right to bed yeah worse than it really was but when he got in there he's like 
no, he's all, I just had a shave, like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're fine. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. He's all, you're good. Don't worry. Yeah. He's all, I'm going to put you on the accelerated program. and You're going to be fine. He's like, your body is, like, already in great shape and conditioned to, like, you know, withhold all this stuff. Like, if you were somebody older and, and in worse shape, I would definitely definitely slow you way down and tell you you know you're definitely like your first in ring or back to sports um <laughs> test is going like december january so then i was like oh okay cool so yeah i did that and then um i ended up back in the hospital because my leg kept going numb they put me in this really sexy ted hose man i started <laughs> a whole new fashion thing I don't know if it was new. I think I was bringing back the Michael Jackson with the uh, white socks and black shoe trend. You know, I was trying to bring that back. That was sexy. Um, but the Ted hose they gave me was so tight that was making my leg go numb. But one of the, the, the factors when people say they're getting a blood clot is their leg goes numb, right? Or mm. that part of their body goes numb and starts tingling. Mm. So I was like, my leg is numb. Like, it hurts so bad. This is after I got off my meds. I'm like, even if you lightly brush it, it's like this excruciating, piercing pain. And come to find out, my pet hose is too tight. Oh. Bam. Yeah, I'm like, the one thing that's supposed to be preventing me from blood clot is actually making my leg go numb. So then they did away with the tempos, and now I actually have this brand new brace, which is a carbon fiber brace. It's a brace that they use for wrestling um, because it allows you to put a kick pad and a knee pad over it. And if everything goes well, if everything goes well, um, I will pass my test in October and I will get back into a wrestling ring and of course I'm going to have to retrain myself. I know a lot of people say that, you know, uh, muscle memory and your body remembers certain things, but you know, I got to make sure. So I got to make sure I'm good. So, cause I do some crazy stuff. I try killing myself in every match I have. I'm sure everyone knows that, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, so what? If everything goes really well, then I will be back probably like December, right? So, yeah, that's if I train every single day, which I will train every day because I used to train every day. So, Um, So, yeah, so now, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, is there anything different going to like different promotions you're going to do now that you didn't do before? Like, are you going to tell them like, you know, make sure your ring is up to par. Is there something different that you're going to do now? Like knowing that this yeah, happened? I the same, no, I tell them the same thing that yeah. I've always told them. Like, make sure your ring's safe. Like I told them that before. Yeah. Now I'll still continue to tell them that, you know, just a safe ring. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a safe ring. Everyone wants a safe place to work. Please. Like, you know, that's it. Yeah. Like, and that's, I mean, we're out there doing stupid, crazy stuff anyways, being slammed on, you know, two, a bunch of two-by-fours. Um, it's like the least you could do is make sure that your ring is safe. And, 
not going to fall apart on me. You know, that's all we can ask for. Because then, if that's the case, then it's on us. But, like, you know, uh, it was interesting because after this happened, I reached out to the promotion. Well, the promoter knew something was up, right? So I reached out to the promotion, and I was like, hey, so-and-so, like, (laughs) I have these medical bills, and I need some help. And the promoter said, and I'm like, and because it wasn't really anything I did, it was more your ring, like, you know, he's like, no, that's fine. I'm very fortunate. I have insurance Um, so i have large deductible and he said yeah i'll help you pay for your deductible and i was like or for half of your deductible and i was like oh my gosh thank you so much and then there's just been other really great promotions around that have been putting together like um events and stuff to help me raise the money for you know, my other bills that I have and my other medical bills that the promotion isn't going to pay for. So, yeah, I've had some great promotions just pop up and be like, hey, we're going to throw a benefit for you. And I've had a lot of great wrestlers, um, a lot of wrestlers from the crash, actually, which mm-hmm. fortunately they're all in Mexico. So, like, buying yeah. a flight from Mexico to America is expensive in itself but yeah. i've had a lot of the wrestlers say you know if all i need is the flight to america and they don't have to pay me and i'll come wrestle for them like wow whatever promotion it is i don't it can be the shittiest promotion ever <laughs> they like I, and i've had some pretty big names that charge a lot of money uh say just pay for my flight and yeah. i'll come wrestle and, you know so i've had a lot of great um people reach out to me and you know offer to help and it's actually been really nice to have those people reach out yeah that's so awesome like you know you figure the wrestling community comes together and then especially where a fallen comrade is hurt like you know you realize how you know fans and you know your fellow um co-workers you know really do care and it's amazing that you know they're doing that for you yeah and people start to realize how really not fake this yeah yeah and i I know why you know how you before you said you only have like four good friends in the business could you say you have more since like they're doing this for you or it's still like kind of like you know here's the thing everyone in life has friends and then they have like best friends yeah yeah so like i have legitimately like four best friends Mm -hmm. that have come together and decided you know let's reach out to certain places and people and put a benefit together and then those people are like oh yeah we know who she is we like her you know she's worked for us a lot of times like absolutely let's help her and then just i think wrestlers realize you know it it is like when you get hurt Uh your your income drops drastically you know especially for us that do this all the time like it's not just a weekend thing for us it's like a life Uh you know we sacrifice a lot to be out there and they see that and they they see how quickly everything can be taken away from anyone and they're just like you know we're all in here for the same reason for the love of the sport and let's try to get you know 
one of our fallen soldiers back. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that that's so awesome. And um, I know you know you're working. You're you know you're training. You're going to the gym, and um, you're getting yourself back again. Um, like, do you feel like at that time with that injury happened? Like, you was you like was you dealing with like depression, or did you have like thoughts of different things, or like what was going through your mind when all this was happening to you? When the injury happened? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when you was just at home and, you know, did you feel, like, useless? Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Or uh, I don't know if I felt, like, depressed. I was definitely sad. Yeah. Because I had some really great things. Like, I had some great promotions. Um, I worked for a lot of lucha com- companies, uh, even in America. Most of the companies I work for are uh, lucha companies, actually. I think maybe like 90% of them are lucha companies, Mm -hmm. and then the rest of the companies I work for are, you know, American wrestling companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, uh, I'd like to work for more American wrestling companies, but it's just the way that, like, my career has gone. Like, from the get-go, someone in Mexico saw me and they were like she's lucha she yeah. needs she needs to work for the lucha people you know <laughs> uh, so i mean i don't do a whole lot of lucha so for them to look at me and be like yes that girl needs to work lucha libre is like for me was like really like you guys have that much faith in me you guys want to fly me to mexico all the time and put me up, you know, because you, you see something in me, uh, which, I mean, it's I'm very grateful for it. And I, I actually love the Hispanic community and the Lucha community. Mm-hmm. It's a little, the camaraderie between them is a little different uh, that I've seen and I've experienced than other, like, around the world, yeah. right? So it's very different they're more of a family based mm-hmm. people than um, and you may not be blood but that's just how they are they're more family oriented like when you're there when you prove yourself to them and you make it with them then you're family like you're there you're locked and loaded there yeah. so uh, yeah I just had some really great companies that reached out to me um, and they were, you know, ready to take me to that next level. And I, I crapped the bed, man. I crapped the bed. <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what happened there. So I was really disappointed. Um, and I know a a lot of these other companies were disappointed. So it's always better to get hurt after the contract goes into play mm-hmm. than before the contract <laughs> goes into play. Not when you're negotiating contracts. Like after you're negotiating contracts. <laughs> after everyone has signed it and it has been stamped, sealed, delivered, and you've done your first show. That's the only time it's appropriate to get hurt. Yeah. Before that, no. <laughs> Don't uh, get hurt. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, man. Um, 
I know you can't predict the future, but um, do you see yourself changing your in-ring style? to myself I'm never dangerous to other people <laughs> I'm yeah. only a danger to myself um, <laughs> so yeah uh, like no actually no I I like I got into professional wrestling because I almost died so for me to go out dead would be great Wow. I'd be okay with it. I've lived my life without wrestling and without doing all the crazy stuff I did. And I know a lot of wrestlers and people will listen to this and be like, she's dumb. She is stupid. She's an idiot. But like when you've had that in your life where you have literally been on the verge of dying, right? Mm -hmm. In a hospital even doctors are saying you may not live mm -hmm. um, no. and your family is like preparing for the worst. Yeah. You, something inside of you changes, like your goals, your ambitions, the motivation in you changes. Um, and yeah. And I think even more now that I'm hurt and I'm here, I think I will definitely, there are certain things that I will probably be smarter about. Uh, and then there are certain things that I didn't see wrong in my style of wrestling, right? And how mm -hmm. I did things. Yeah. Um, that I won't change, but maybe some other things. I will change like I'm never going to stop trying to do new and crazy things like mm -hmm. that's not gonna happen uh, I mean I know there's a lot of falls I take that people are like that's questionable if it was purposely done or not <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think I'll still continue to take some of those falls because I, I fall very well. <laughs> I hate saying this, but I fall very well. And if y'all seem to think that it was unintentional, then I did my job. <laughs> um, but that's, it, I that's my favorite thing, actually. Actually, that is my favorite thing, is when I watch something and it throws so many people off guard that they're like, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like this actually recently just happened to one of my very, very, very best friends. Yeah. And she was like, no, it wasn't. And everyone's like, that wasn't supposed to happen there. Why? Because the story wasn't how you wanted it to play out. That's not how you wanted it to go. You wanted something else to happen there. Like, I'm sorry. This isn't your story. This is my story. So you know what? Sit back. Be entertained. Be a kid again. Quit trying to figure everything out. Okay? Like, stop it. You know? And it's like, 
some of these high-risk moves, people are always like, oh, he did it wrong, or oh, he botched it. And it's like, what is a botch? Is a botch now when (laughs) they do it so well that you feel like you didn't figure it out? Like, is that what it is? Or is it because he did it so well you really thought he died? Like, if he died, if you think he died, then that's perfect because they got you there. They got you to that point. Whether they really did die or not, who cares? It's the suspense of the unknown that kept the 80s alive so much. Is that you? But they didn't know. You know what I'm saying? They knew, but they didn't. Yeah, everybody's always trying to figure out the rabbit out of the hat trick. Everybody's always trying to figure it out, you know? And you know what? And that's fine. Yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. But don't sit there and critique a wrestler, especially if you've never stepped one day inside yeah. that ring. Especially if you never made it in this business. And by making it, I mean actively went out and wrestled. Yeah. Don't, I'm not saying, some people say making it is WWE, making it is New Japan, making it is the Crash, AAA, Revolution, whatever, you know, a BWF, like, yeah. you know, these uh, Southside or, you know, Progress or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or like PWG, like whatever. Some people say that's what making it is. That's not, that's not what I mean when I say by making it. If you've never actively wrestled, don't go and critique someone. I don't care if you're one of these wrestlers that say, oh, yeah, man, I'm a vet. I've been in the business for 12 years. Oh, cool. Where have you wrestled that? Oh, well, you know, like, I did my training, and then I, I did, like, two or three matches, but then, like, I had to take a break for, like, four years. And you're sitting here like, no, honey, that doesn't make you a vet in the company, in, in the business, you know? It doesn't doesn't make you someone that is super knowledgeable in this business. It doesn't give you the right to criticize someone else because you were never actively wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? Same like if you're a retired wrestler. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, so don't come for me and be like, well, this person, you know, he he did all this stuff, but he doesn't wrestle anymore, so he's not active. So what he says doesn't matter. I'm sitting here looking at them like, you guys are idiots, because you all know what I mean. Don't come for me and be like, well, this person's retired, so we shouldn't listen to them. That's not what I said, okay? People quit <laughs> listening to my words. You all know what I'm saying. If you're not wrestling, you haven't wrestled consecutively for a long span of time or, you know, for even somewhat span of time, don't be criticizing people. Don't be criticizing the way somebody wrestles. Like, it's, it's not your place. everyone has an opinion out there everyone has an idea of how things should be done and that's fine that's what makes the world different if we all wrestle the same if we all talk the same if we all thought the same this would be one damn boring world (laughs) yeah that's true um two more um two, two more questions for you christy um um what are your thoughts of um the um 
the the women now in wrestling. I know like the the same song and dance question has been done before, but like with WWE having a women's pay per view, even though it's been done first by TNA, and um, there's it seems like there's more women wrestlers who are getting the spotlight now than ever before. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's great. Yeah. I can't wait till they start doing like real intergender, where they let women and men beat each other up. Oh, like uh, like a Lucha Underground? Like what they do in Lucha Underground? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, want to see that. Yeah. Let's see that, WWE. Like, you guys let Ronda Rousey beat up Triple H, but, like, <laughs> yep. why do we do it the other way around? Yeah. What's wrong with that? What is wrong <laughs> with that? I get it. Okay, we don't want to tell people out there, go beat up your girlfriend or wife or any girl on the street. That's not what wrestling is. Wrestling is two people consenting to get in that square ring together and beat each other up. Yeah. That's what it is. There's consent there. Let it happen. Right? <laughs> right. Let it happen. Right. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> stuff are done. There's your protection. You both consented to it. Consensual. Get it. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, my final question for you, I asked you this before, though, but probably your answer is different. Um, what would the Christie of today tell the Christie of yesterday? Be more confident. Don't worry about what um, what other wrestlers say or you know, because I think that's really big in this business. When you first start off, you're always wanting to know, like, or, or care. You care so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy the amount you care about what other people think of you in, yeah. in the business and in wrestling. And, you know, like, you care, like, so much. Like, you don't want to step on toes. You don't want to, like, hurt anyone. You don't want to, like... Anything you do, like, everyone's feel that, just do you. If people get hurt, they're going to get hurt one way or another. You know, mm-hmm. it's not really you that's hurting them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just just be more confident. Like, if that's what you want to do, if you want to do something, do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Like, there you go. Don't, like, okay, I won't. You know, just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Christy, unplug your social media um plug anything you want to plug okay uh so it's christy james c-h-r-i-s-t-i i I still have to spell that for people it's james j-a-y-n-e-s um at christy james on twitter instagram and facebook yes if you don't spell my name with an i you will not find me anywhere uh and and I, yes, I have to remind everyone that. Uh, yeah, and uh, so I would tell people to contact me for bookings, but I think it would be unfair to take any bookings this year. So if you guys want to book me for like next year, uh, you guys can reach out to me at CJane's Wrestling yeah. at gmail.com. And, of course, you can always Facebook me or Instagram me or Twitter me because that's why we have social media for bookings, too. Nope. Not to sell our underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you went there. 
I don't know for the, and the people that actually buy it too, though, that kind of says something too, you know, like you, I'm saying you could sell your underwear, but if someone's buying your underwear, like, come on now, you know, no, they ask you, that's not what it's for. <laughs> okay. It's for fucking. <laughs> Let me just throw this out there. Uh, for yeah. A few people. I know there's a lot more people hurt out there that I'm going to say, these are just a few people that I personally know that I've wrestled against and with. Um, so Shotzi Blackheart, uh, I know she's already recovered. She was just in Mexico. Good job, girl. Uh, but I'm sure she has medical bills, too. So, like, please buy her merch. Please send her money. Um, yeah, she's not going to send you nudes or her dirty underwear. So <laughs> buy her merch. You could probably help her out better that way for helping her pay her medical bills. There is Hudson Envy. Uh, she is not really like in-ring injury. Her injury is a little more in-depth. If you guys follow her on social media, you guys can find out how. Uh, because she has it plastered everywhere. Why and how she's hurt. Uh, it's not for me to say. I'm not hurt. But I know she has medical bills. I know she has to pay her bills. So please buy her her merch, send her money. She won't send you any dirty stuff. Uh, maybe dog shit. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Lila Doom was hurt. No, I think she's back at it now. Um, hurt. She also has some medical bills. Uh, please help her out. Buy her merch. Definitely move merchandise for these girls um, and for me as well. Uh, we we all need help from everyone. We have cool t-shirts, we have cool dolls, we have pictures, we have, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, help us out. Yeah. Thank you. Christy, uh, I appreciate your candor and your honesty and telling your story and, um, can't wait to talk to you again and see what the future holds for you and can't wait to see what new outfit you have designed when you make your comeback. I know, everyone's been telling me that. They're like, what are you going to wear? I'm like, I don't know. Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear clothes and nothing see-through. So, you know, what you see is yeah, what you I'm get. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for being on the show. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.